Hey, welcome back to the PSA podcast. This is Laura, Nikki, and Liz. How y'all doing today? Hello. Hello. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. Just nasty weather going on outside, and it's hot in here. <laughs> I'm sitting out here burning up. That's okay though. <laughs> so what are we we're talking about today? Something that's uh, has prevalence, I think, for a lot of people, especially us. Ross, we're touching on bullying today, bullying in school, bullying as um, adults and whatnot. So talking about our our different experiences with that. So so whoever wants to to share and go first, because I know this is a broad and wide topic. So I mean, I I got an interesting question. Like, has anybody been like harassed or bullied by like? Uh, ex-boyfriend at all because wow um well you gotta actually be I've never really had a boyfriend so that doesn't um, I've had involvements though with men mm-hmm. that um I wouldn't say I was bullied uh, they damn sure know how to gaslight you though thank um, you um <laughs> dated a narcissist for a while oh wow and he always was like oh, but I'm like wow you really Right. Take yeah. accountability. That's a whole nother subject. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we got all some narcissistic stories that that could be another topic, another day. Yeah, I'm what sure other um, people have that out there too. Yeah, but I have I, I can uh, family members. Yeah, that are male. I have an ex-boyfriend story, and unfortunately, I was like 16 when it happened. It was like. My first boyfriend, because I wasn't allowed to date until I was 16, so my mom had that shit on lock. <laughs> okay? Um, we were allowed, I was allowed to roam all, all over the place with my friends. I, it was okay to leave me, you know, home by myself when I was like 11 with my sister, but God, oh, God forbid, you know, we talk to boys, you know? I remember, like, he was my first boyfriend, and two of my friends kind of talked me into it because I was like, mm. you know how that goes. Yeah. So, Basically, we dated for a little while, and he wanted to have sex, and I told him, hell to the no-no. Because I was watching a lot of the girls that I grew up with, and they were all getting pregnant before high school. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something I made a decision I didn't want. And to be completely honest with you, I was 16. I really wasn't ready, you know? So we still dated, and then he broke up with me, which was fine. He broke up with me on the phone. I, I didn't care, because... I was into him, but I really, you know, that not that into him. Mm. So he was like, when he broke up with me on the phone, he was like, what? Really? You're okay? You sure you're fine? I went, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, I got to go. So, you know, it was cool. I was hanging out with my friends, but he was still trying to pop up. All of a sudden, he wanted to try again. And we dated for a little while, like a couple more weeks, and he was mad that I wouldn't sleep with him. So... We started school or whatever that year. And I think the first day of school, he broke up with my answering machine. Oh, jeez. And I remember walking because he lived the street over me. And my dad came to pick us up. And I took off to the car. And he was like, oh, she was running and crying. And like, Ashley. Wow. My friend was like, no, her dad had food in the car. She was hungry. (laughs) For real. That's why I was running. Mm -hmm. And then it just started when we were in school. He would just walk behind me and just say, you have coffee stains on your teeth. 
you know, look at the way you walk, you walk funny, just call me names. Like, you're ugly, you're a bitch. Like, I mean, I would be walking in the hallway, he would legit be following behind me with his friends. And the funny thing is, as you speak of gaslighting, I guess that was in a way kind of my first time I experienced gaslighting because we had Spanish class together. And I remember turning around to say, leave me alone. He's like, don't talk to me. Don't speak to me. What are you doing? And I was like, you know what? Mm -mm. So I just walked away. And I remember talking to his brother, who was a little bit older. And I said, look, I said, we broke up. I said, but he is won't leave me alone I said maybe you can talk to him because I didn't want to take it there yet so I was at my locker he started calling me a bitch this that the other his brother witnessed it and his brother was like yo knock that off so which I think kind of was good that his brother saw what was going on and then at one point he was trying to pay girls to beat me up oh jeez seriously he was and like I mean we'd be at the mall he'd show up there he started shit when I was with my friends yeah it was bad he was stalking yo we were 16 okay and then when I walk home from school he'd be behind me with his friends like look at that look at her coffee stains her smile's crooked her teeth are ugly like what are you doing? Like, yeah, that's, I, I would that's just ignore him. bullying at that point. That's yeah. creepy, right? Mm-hmm. So my mother got wind of this and she called his dad. <laughs> you know, I really didn't want my mom involved in it because one thing my mom did, if she felt like we were being threatened, she would just fly up there. She'd be in everybody's face going off. <laughs> okay, so I understand. <laughs> you know, and they call, yeah, you're smiling at me. She's like, I understand. <laughs> and we actually had to have a meeting with the principal because it was going on at school. Wow. It was that bad. That's and crazy. he was trying to say, well, you know, blah, blah, whatever. And I remember my mom going, no. Because his dad was being lackadaisical about it. He did not think it was a big deal. Right. The most times they don't. Yeah. And, you know, what was settled at the end, because I didn't want to talk, because at that point I was just done. You need to stay away from me, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. So finally, you know, we came to an agreement and the principal is like, you stay away and leave her alone. And he's like, you let me know if he continues. So for the most part, it was good after that. But the fool actually came up to me. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Can we be friends? And I'm like, no. I was like, I don't want to be friends with you. I said, just leave me alone. That's it. You know, I said, just don't do this to another girl. I don't understand why you think just because you say I'm sorry, we should be friends. Like, no, you did a lot of damage. And I'll be completely honest with you. I I took me like another year to honestly want to even date or talk to boys. You know? Yeah. And that was early for me. Yeah, traumatizing. Before that, I had like... I can't, you, you guys share your stories because I have like another story, <laughs> but it was girls. Uh, man, I got one that I can remember from high school. This guy, I don't know if he liked me or what, or he just hated my existence. I have no idea. But he would just, it's similar to what you were going through. Like, every time in the hallway, always pointing me out, always talking mm-hmm. about, you know, what I'm wearing, how I look and all that. And... You know, I'm trying my damnedest to get this guy away from me, you know. And I don't know if there was a language barrier. He just didn't understand what he, you know, he was doing anything wrong. Because he's Haitian. So, 
I don't know if what was going on with him, but I finally got sick and tired of it and was like, you know, and um, I was just well, I was just getting sick and tired of it and, uh, you know, walked into the principal's office trying to see what was, you know, what was up, trying to get him to leave me alone. And next thing I know, you know, he's like, oh, well, I don't know what I did wrong and I don't know what's what's uh you know, why she keeps saying this to me and everything? Why she keeps saying it? That because sounds you, like gaslighting. Well, not even that. He just kind of was like, you know, you know, trying to make it seem like he, he didn't know what he was doing wrong or he made it seem like he wasn't doing anything wrong, which you have to say what he will. You basically, you're admitting that you are doing something wrong. And uh, so, you know, I just pretty much from there, I just told, you know, the principal, I guess. I can't remember if he kept going after that and then stopped. But, you know, you know, for the most part, he left me alone after that. So that was my that was like a several, uh, several of many experiences I've had with bullying because I've been bullied since I was in like elementary school. And for more than one reason, you know, whether it's me being a nerd or just me being dark-skinned, it doesn't matter. There was always something wrong with, you know, with Laura for some reason. <laughs> what, what I find interesting, too, is I feel like females in general, sometimes when we're getting bullied, especially when we're coming up in school, and it's by a boy, that they kind of brush us off and they don't take it seriously. And, and you know, and they still do that to de- till this day. And that's not okay. And they preach about this zero tolerance policy, mm-hmm. which isn't, you know, cool to me at all. But also, when you bring up, you know, that they were bullying you because you color your skin, mm-hmm. that there's also discrimination with that as well in schools when, you know, females, black females, are getting bullied too. They tend to brush it off even more, which isn't cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think what Laura was alluding to is something I experienced as well and sometimes the the bullying when um is the color of your skin a lot of that comes from your own people yeah Um, that's a very good point that's true because there's heavy colorism still in the the black community that people try to be like oh it's not that yeah it is yeah yeah it is I agree is it to the extent when I was growing up, I don't personally see it. But then again, I've been out of school for a while. I'm not going to tell my age, but I've been out of school for a while, especially like yeah. the high school setting. So, but I like Laura, uh, elementary, high school, you know, yeah, I got bullied for that. I got bullied in a way for being slim, but I've always been slim. But I got not, bullied for that too, but not, <clears throat> but not anorexic like. Like I've just been, I've just always been slim. My yeah. mom was mm-hmm. slim. Her sisters, for the most part, was everybody was always slim. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it just becomes one of those things where you try to block it out. You know, you try to just get through the damn day. There were a lot of times I was just trying to get through the day of, you know, the school day, because uh, it was always someone just constantly mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. It was always something. And I'm not going to sit here and, you know, I think everybody also, you play a part in that as well, too, because there are moments you're like, okay, well, what can I do to either stop it or 
show them like, hey, I'm cool, kind of too. Yeah. yeah and you join in. Yeah, you're right. not sure really how, how to navigate it. Yeah. Because yeah. you're growing up and you're learning and you're maturing and you're not 100% there because as a teenager, you're going through so many changes, not just with your body, but your mentally as well. Right. You know? Which is interesting, and it's funny. It's, it's actually not funny. It's interesting that you know you brought up this being slim. I was really, really thin. I was probably thinner than you in high school. You would want to feed me a cheeseburger, but I ate, mm-hmm. and I remember just being picked on because I was too thin. But there's no in between because they'll they'll pick on you when you're bigger. Yep. So it's like you can't win, mm-hmm. or they're finding something else. Like I remember. One girl saw me in the bathroom, and then all of a sudden, there was this rumor going around, I'm anorexic. Wow. Now I'm anorexic. (laughs) I was making myself throw up in the bathroom. I was just using the bathroom like a normal person. (laughs) Then does that rumor started? It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, also, a jealousy can start bullying, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure some people that are in high school right now or even in school period or even just you know in day-to-day lives you know people will get jealous of you for whatever reason and then just start bullying you from there we've had it well i know you you know you nicole and you liz have had experiences especially on the job where we've had at least one person that would say some stuff probably not to your face Mm -hmm. but behind your back because they were jealous of you yeah. for whatever so reason baffling to me because a lot of these times when you enter the workforce um a lot of times you're entering it with a lot of different generations yeah you know gen x uh boomers sometimes yeah. and so i'm always i honestly truly am baffled by 60 50 40 year old women being jealous of young girls mm-hmm. yes. I, I'm like you're supposed to be a mentor and or setting some type of example and you're sitting here you know telling people oh well, she don't eat you don't think she think oh she thirsty she talking to this person talking to that no they're talking to me you mad and, and then you're mad at that because you want their attention but don't you have a husband already thank don't you don't you have kids thank is that you. not fulfilling enough for you Something and if that's right. not the case, you need to go seek therapy about that. Go do some couple counseling with your husband or your boyfriend or whatever's going on in your situation. Thank you. And mm-hmm. keep my name out your mouth. And so, like, I just never understood. It just always was really interesting to me when I got into the workforce and that type of thing was going on. Because I'm like, I, didn't I just leave this situation? <laughs> didn't I just graduate from high school? Yeah. Didn't I just leave uh, my university? It makes you Why feel am like I it. here again? <laughs> Honestly, I agree with you. Sometimes I feel like in the workplace, it's worse than high school. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, and it's really interesting. You know, when you brought that up, I remember this one particular person was leaving at my job. And I came in to be nice and say goodbye. Mm-hmm. So I come to find out later, this particular person is going around saying, I'm not wearing a bra, this, that, the other. And I'm just like, really though? Like, why are you concerned about my boobs? Why are you looking? I mean, if you like them that much, I mean, you can touch them. Damn. <laughs> you know, like seriously? Yeah. You had to talk about it everywhere. And that's how it got back to me. And I was like, wow, that's really sad and really immature. And this female, like you said, older than us. 
and I was just like, wow, like there is definitely some unfulfillment there, you know, just yeah, there's insecurity to the max. That too, that too. That's the word I was looking for, insecurity. And they put it out on other people. Yes, and that and, and, it. and in school, it's everybody's just trying to figure their shit out. Yeah, you know oh, you're I mean? cool because you're wearing this, you're yeah. this, you're that, you well, know, oh, you're a nerd, you're emo. I didn't have to worry about that. I went to Catholic school, so everybody wore a uniform. <laughs> but I will tell you, the girls was rolling them skirts up. Oh, I'm sure. Um, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. Like they was auditioning for, to be a rocket or something, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very, that was very, Catholic school is, is a different type of piece, especially if you've never been in it. Uh, the, the kids are, they, they special, I will say that. <laughs> they special? No, they can be very special because wow. it's like, you just like, wow, y'all, I thought we were pray, going to mass every uh, week. Oh, no, we no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. That didn't matter? You didn't go to the confessional and say what you needed to say? Oops. Right, You right. in the halls acting a fool? But that's what I'm saying. Like, anything to be decent to our attention or right. yes. that group of people. Mm-hmm. And We're some, just too fit in. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what I was talking about, too, about, like, sometimes you also have to take your own accountability for shit starting you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because there were moments like i said i got into that mixture of mess of guilty as charged you know making fun of people and or doing whatever because i'm like okay well to take the heat off of me i'm going to do this or i'm going to say something about this person and you honestly not trying to have malice intent behind it you just trying to be like i don't want them talking about me so let me get the conversation on somebody else. Yes, right. I True. have done that too. Yeah, and in high school, you had to, and I had to learn the hard way that that don't work either. Because no, get back to the people, and they were like, "Really, bitch? That's yeah. what you think?" And so, like I said, you learn the hard way, and then from that particular moment on, like I said, this was like maybe early on in high school, ninth or tenth grade. I just could, tried to mind my business. Yes, and yeah, I that's think the best also, you, can do. you know, my mom coming up there in Timberland boots. You know, in a hoodie. I love kind your mom. Of, I'm uh, sorry. I love kind, your kind mom. Of, kind of turned the ties for me a little bit too, because she came mm-hmm. up there like you know a thug off the street and was like, "Let's hear." I was like, oh, God. Let me, let me, uh, I was like, yeah, why you do that? Let me go to the bathroom right quick. You know what I'm saying? She coming up to a high school basketball game like, oh, you bitches want to start stuff? I'm like, oh man. I still love you. Yeah, and I like I care. said, like I said, her coming through kind of turns the tide because a lot of times kids think nobody cares about her da, 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 da. she and my thing was i didn't talk about the bullyism to to the extent that i experienced it yeah you know what i mean because i just felt like number one sometimes your parents just don't get it no they always are telling you let that roll off your shoulder they know, these kids are not done. like yeah. and they're not understanding uh, just trying to navigate through the school Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're they not getting it. And and I feel so bad for children now who have to go to high school or elementary school and they living in the world of social media. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would have been able to survive if I was going to school with the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the Twitter. Yeah. No. I don't think I would. I, I honestly don't think I would have survived that. And so I'm so grateful that I kind of missed that cusp of 
you know, having to deal with online bullying from people just saying anything without a filter yeah. in any way True. and nobody checking them. Because a lot of these parents are not monitoring their kids. Some of them are who actually care what their kids are doing. Yes. But there's a lot of them that not, that's not getting monitored. Another point too, some parents don't care and think it's a big deal they're bullying. And sometimes they encourage that because their parents are bullied exactly. and they learn it. You know, I can, you know, remember like these, I was good friends with these two girls in eighth and ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And we were all hanging out, having a good time. And then all of a sudden they wanted to flip. And I had no idea why. I remember going to this one girl's birthday party and they were saying some nasty stuff when I went to the bathroom. Like I was, I was changing, you know, I had woman problems. But they were saying I was doing stuff to myself in the bathroom. Then the girl had the nerve to tell her ex-boyfriend that I liked him. And she's calling me on the phone and I'm like, what are you talking about? Then the threatening messages on my answering machine started. Mm. I had like 15 or 20. They'd call and hang up on me and stuff. And I actually confronted, you know, I was on the phone, confronted the one girl. And I said, you know what? Our friendship's over. Do not speak to me again. And it continued. Eventually it tapered off a little bit because I didn't go to the same school. But whenever they saw me, even after I finished high school for a while, they would be yelling things at me all the time, calling me names. But the one girl that was the master of it, she, but when she was by herself, mm. she had nothing to say. I'm like, oh, you're tough with your friends, but you're not by yourself. <laughs> I remember being out for drinks one night with a few people and I was probably like 24 at the time. And she was out at the same place with her friends. I kid you not. I hadn't seen her in a long time. She was yelling stuff at me across the bar. What? Yeah, because she was with her group of friends. She could show off. Gotcha. But if I, if she was by herself, nope. You're a punk. You're uh, you, come on, bitch. Come over here. Like, yeah. That is crazy. Uh, At I, 24. Yes, wow. I ignored them because I'm like, you are grown. Exactly. I said, I am grown. I'm not gonna do this with you. I didn't engage in it. You know, in high school, right? I said what I had to say, and mm-hmm. I was done. You know, right? That's but it blew my mind that you're still doing this when we're in twenties. Exactly. That's really sick and sad. And the sad part is, is this chick is an RN now. Mm. Oh. You know. Mm. And I never felt like I could talk to my mom about bullying. So, like you have pointed out, mm-hmm. I really, I didn't tell my mom anything. The only thing I told about, because she had to find out, was the boyfriend, the first boyfriend mm. experience, because that was getting crazy. Yeah. Man, like like Nicole said, it baffles me, especially with all this social media stuff and people acting like that. It's like, you, you get on, especially with the young ones, you get on these apps, you get on this stuff, and you just start talking and talking and talking and talking and... You got your opinion about this. You want to talk about this person about that. But for those who are out there listening and, and, and those who are going through this or someone who's putting you through this, you know, put yourself in that other person's place, man. You know, how, you know, how would you feel if this was going around about you? It's always one thing to dish it out. But when you can't take it, I mean, yes, you know, put yourself in that position you know, enough, you know, uh, you know, at some point enough is enough, you know, 
go through your day, get through the school day, and just go home. Because you don't know what kind of temperament that person you're bullying has. You know, you don't know what they're going through at home. You don't, in nine times out of ten, these people that you're bullying, you don't even know who they are. Half the time, you probably don't even interact with them on a day-to-day basis anyway. You just see them in the hallway and one you got one class with them. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know? It shouldn't be to the point where you just have to feel like, you know, you have to do something in order to feel something within yourself. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you, you, sometimes I think some people do that. Like they just, in order to feel something within themselves, they have to go Make themselves feel better about themselves. They got to lash out to make themselves feel better about what's going on with them. And now that they've lashed out and got it out, now they feel better. But then it's like, it's like a drug. You got to do it again. Yes. And again, and again, it's a, you know, a quick, you know, you know, fix and then you got to do it again. It's it's terrible. It really is because it doesn't stop until somebody snaps, and you don't want that. Whether you're yeah, young I or agree. older, you don't want that. You really Definitely don't want either. to go off. Yeah. You know. I, I'm trying to figure out if I've ever like really snapped on yeah. anybody or anything. I think maybe I have. You know, um, I, I've calmed down a lot. <laughs> I definitely used to have a, a temper early on, but that's just because I was just dealing with a lot of stuff and always feeling misunderstood, especially mm-hmm. more so then. Um, not so much now because now I'm in a space uh, where I just don't give a f- about anybody's opinion mm-hmm. about I mean, me. I and that's you. how it should be. I, re- I really don't. I'm so like have so zero f- to give. Agree. Like, I'm like, who are you again? Okay. You know, bye bye. Yeah. So, like, when you're just trying to figure yourself out, yeah, it's hard to just, like I said, the navigation of all of that mm-hmm. because that type of stuff takes a, a a toll on your mental health. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And it shows itself, or it can carry itself into it's in adulthood unless you really try to truly deal with those traumas and triggers. Yeah. Um, that just cause depression or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to deal with that. And that's why I tell people all the time, I think we talked about this earlier. Um, not Of course, not on a podcast, but uh, just talking to a third party. Mm-hmm. I yes. Think I, I, what I love about our generation is that we have made therapy cool. I feel like generations yeah. prior to always swept things under the rug. That's just how they dealt with it. Sweep it under the rug. Don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold it all inside. Consume it. And it screwed them up. Yeah. I, yeah. I can look at a lot of boomers, a lot of Gen Xers who have still to this day, have mm-hmm. not dealt with the traumas of their childhood or teenage years, yeah. and it has manifested itself in their adult life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk to someone. I if agree. not, journal. Write your thoughts down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because trust me, it is, you know, therapeutic. Yes, Even meditation. Is. Yeah. That too. Um, I highly recommend meditation. I do it. And I think it's, awesome that you know and no shade to boomers and gen x's because i know that there are gen x's and boomers out there that do go to therapy and help themselves yes um yeah but (laughs) you know i've noticed millennials as we all are ladies um 
we are going to therapy, like you said. Mm-hmm. We are trying to break those cycles mm-hmm. and generational curses, as you know, a lot of people say. Because yeah. there are, it is very real. Mm-hmm. True. So a lot of us are working towards that. Like you said, our generation is making it, hey, it's okay to go get help. Yes. Hey, it's okay to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there should be no stigma attached to that. Yeah. Right. Because mental health is very real. It is. Yes. Especially black mental health, which is not yeah. talked about enough. No. no. It's not. That's another thing that's kind of not even just swept, not only just swept under the rug, but also it's like, oh, well, you can do this, that, and the other thing. Nobody wants to talk about it because... No one wants to seem weak. Yeah. And it's not weak. It's, it's very, it takes a strong person to say, hey, I need help and I want to improve. Right. Yeah. That makes you a stronger person. Okay. That doesn't make you a weak person. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. It needs to be talked about more. Just like it, it, I think too, you know, bullying, especially within the black community. No one talks about it anymore because either they're afraid or, you know, they don't. They don't just. They just don't want to talk about it because once again, they don't know that there's a, going to be a stigma. They don't know if they're going to go to school the next day and there's going to be somebody. Wait, you know, just anything. It could yes. be anything. It could be any reason. Absolutely, especially for black men, they don't talk. They're about taught to hold it in and be strong and be a man, and that's weak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just in general, like we're coming to a close here, but guys, do with your traumas mm-hmm. and your triggers. Definitely. Because it'll be helpful in the long run. And, you know, just sometimes just take time out to really, you know, do you. 